self-examination procedures developed by leading cancer specialists throughout the world. These exercises are completely straightforward and should be practiced by all women of all ages and ought not to take more than 5 to 10 minutes every 30 days. A prominent physician in New York State said that it might be wise to encourage high school and college students to start now with self-examination of the breasts, particularly high school girls. We want to add that there seems to be general agreement also that thermography, which picks up heat and radiation from the breast, is the least accurate type of screening. We want to repeat that, that thermography picks up heat radiation from the breast is the least accurate type of screening and that self-examination every month is essential for women of all ages.
Flat Black Plastic on uniradio.fm. But it used to be it. Well, it used to be that the stockkeepers worked pretty freely with the mechanics and the foreman. We'd kind of stay close to each big job and, well, be kind of a free agent. Be sure the fellas had the material and tools they needed in time to keep the job from being held up. Posley pauses before responding, hoping that Maxwell will carry the ball further himself. This does not happen, however. It's uh, different now? Oh, heck, Mr. Hosley, it's no secret that Burquist has made us a bunch of flunkies just like everybody else in the place. All we do is follow steps one, two, three. We sit in our cages and fill out material orders when the foremen say they want anything. It seems that some rather strong feelings have been tapped. Hosley decides to explore, but cautiously. Tell me a little more, then. I'm not quite with you. It's part of the whole reason why I'm leaving. The individual guy just doesn't count around here anymore. Berkowitz has made us a bunch of payroll numbers, and nobody cares about any of us as persons anymore. On this change in the storekeeper's job, I guess he figures, or somebody figured, that we were wasting too much time by being out on the floor with the men. That isn't the worst part of it. Everything the company has done for the last few months since Berkowitz took over has been to make the employee a working stiff who isn't supposed to do anything unless he's told to. The question now is how much data Maxwell has to support his point. Is this really a well-thought-out observation or a superficial complaint? Could uh, you give me some more examples, Len? Well, like the way we used to order stuff before. All three of us in the pump section could order anything we wanted to up to $500 when we knew the job would need it. Now, before we can order anything, if it isn't in the store catalogs, even if it only costs a nickel, we have to get approval from purchasing. manager of marketing research. Doesn't mean as much as it would here, of course, since it's a pretty small department. But still, I have a lot more to say about how we plan our research projects than I have here at Taplow. Barker notes that this last comment was freely volunteered. That is the fact that Stevens would have more say about things. Is this perhaps significant? To get some expansion, he just restates what Stevens said. You'll have a bigger part in running the show. Right. I guess that's something everybody wants. Barker stays silent. This often produces additional information or show of feeling. At least it's something I'm looking for. Barker has the message pretty clearly now. If Stevens wants to expand on the subject, Barker will cheerfully and understandingly stay with him. But there's no point to Barker's keeping it going, since for his purpose, he's had enough of a picture of Stevens' need for power and authority. I see what you mean. Say, Jack, getting back to Taplow, what did you think about the salary we were paying you here?
Open the mouth wide. Pucker the lips. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide. Pucker. Open wide, 
Fucker. Open wide. Fucker. Open wide. exercises are not guaranteed to produce extreme beauty, but they will add to the youthfulness
has it been swept clear when it's once more covered with dry leaves. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Black Classic people, thanks for listening. Support the station. Support your community. Do the right thing. Tesseract.com. Tim's Tesseract.com.
So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop. Birds, right? Where on the other hand, geese, right? They're only crime equally as mean. Counter offer, baby. All right, Carl, I think we're ready. All right. I'm just chill. I'm not, I'm, we have a apple mac or whatever the itunes or whatever the computer is called and i fucking mm-hmm. hate it man give me a pc for life uh-huh yeah yeah so familiar yeah i had to turn off let me see if i did turn it off before i do it adult beverage of course uh, i didn't turn it off this is why we're doing this minute five dollars vendors i gotta wait two seconds for the bottom to show up come on show up come on show up Friday of the month punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with alien come on what's not to like they even have counter offer inside frying up the top can't do it i can't get i can't turn this thing off open every day at 2 p.m happy hour goes till 7 p.m benders is proud to be a sponsor of the mutant Radio Comedy Festival. I can't do it. Because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders. We should sh- riff with them. Okay, sh- 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 Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch. Let's watch it. Let's watch. A full-length. Oh, well, movie. All right, so, Carl, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That is the premise of our podcast. We're almost up to 200 episodes, if I get my shit together and count them. Uh I'm really excited. And uh, you can follow our podcast. Our name is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's our acronym. You can find us on the YouTube where there's dozens of these podcasts synced up with the movies, uh, and that is at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T on YouTube. Check it out. It's really excellent. And if you want to see something <laughs> lame, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube.blogspot.com or just go to our Facebook page. Carl, what's the movie today? Today we are watching Twisted Obsession, starring Jeff Goldblum. Twisted Obsession. So go to your YouTube search engine. You put in... If you put in Twisted Obsession, you'll get there. But if you were to put in Twisted Obsession, parentheses, The Mad Monkey, you know, parentheses, 1989 drama Jeff Goldblum, you would find Classic Movies Channel. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, anything with a Mad Monkey, a Twisted Obsession, and Jeff Goldblum (laughs) being a drama from 1989, that's got to be a classic movie. Bingo. All right. This was right after Earth Girls Are Easy and The Fly. I mean, he was big deal. 
big deal and he disappeared to paris which we'll talk about all right yeah. so i am i'm there uh, hopefully our listeners uh, plural i haven't got the, <laughs> the ratings in, but i'm sure it's plural uh go ahead to that link hit pause make sure you're synced up to zero zero and uh, you know what Buffy, i have i have colonel countdown mr <laughs> downward spiral himself mr <laughs> descending numerals let's get ready to bruh from the edge of insanity podcast at streams live prior to me here on muniradio.fm on Sunday afternoons. It's Paul Brumbaugh. Holy smokes. Mike Spiegelman and Carl. I, I don't know what to do with that intro. I'm loving you, Mike. Man, anytime you want to introduce me on stage, the town spiral. I love that shit. All right, here we go, guys. Um, you know the drill. All right, you guys put your finger over that little triangle and do it in three, two, one. I can't read it, but it's something productions. Yeah, it's a little blurry. I think you need the 3D glasses for the credits. Oh, there you go. By the way, hi, Carl. Hi. Speaking of twisted obsessions, Carl, Paul's in the room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that, that joke's been trademarked. It's actually uh, Christine, so this that's Christine been trademarked. From the previous show, we're talking about you. Yeah. And they believe that you are Paul's yeah. twisted. Paul is your twisted obsession. <laughs> and that you. It's a crush. It is a it crush. crush. Oh, look at a winner. It's not a bromance, everybody. It is a full-on crush. Full-on man crush. They were talking about you last show. You just confirmed what they were saying. No, you know, in a nice platonic way, I mean. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, all crushes are in a nice platonic yeah, way. And believe me, we absolutely uh, practice safe crush. <laughs> Carl and I. That's right. So I, I suggest all of our listeners do the same, please. I'm not, we're not crush shaming you. We just uh, called it out. <laughs> yeah, don't crush Paul, shame Paul him. thought it was a bromance, but Mrs. Christine definitely well, called you out. Called well, I'm starting to get feelings for him, so it, it can start to get to be reciprocal, so watch out, folks. Christine has said that. Uh, that a bromance is, goes both ways. And I said I don't go both ways, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm starting to feel a little something, a little, a little tingle, and I don't think it's just my uh, my uh, nerve cells or my bad nerves in my legs. Now, okay. I have to go out to Here Walnut Creek. Let's get to the movie. Less okay. Yeah. When are you going? I'm to... going out to Walnut Creek for work. It'll probably happen in July. Okay. In San Francisco. Yes, it's next door. Away, it is a hop so skip. Go I'm paying. Okay. Yeah, let's go to dinner. Ruth's Chris. No, let's go to a San oh, Francisco. Oh, you want to come too, Mike? <laughs> I'm chaperoned here. Are you kidding me? Don't Paul block me. I'm, I'm going to. Okay, so here's a young Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. And he's not so young career-wise. He's very famous. Well, you know, I, I Many think... Many people in this film are, actually. This movie came out in 89. It's a French-Spanish-British uh, production and has uh, famous people from all those countries involved in this, including, uh, as an American screenwriter living in Paris, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum right. disappeared from the United States around 89 to 91 and had only appeared in Brit European films, The Tall Guy, Mr. <laughs> North, and then he did some ludicrous film, and you can go look it up on IMDb, this long sentence of a title, uh, and they're all shot in Paris and in France so except for the tall guy well I was just gonna what say there's one for your guys's uh for your guys's show the tall guy that's an obscure gold bloom one. Oh, people love that movie are you kidding me really yeah people have seen it love that movie yeah I liked it too I just haven't seen it since whatever year it was yeah 89, 89. what minute are you on Mike oh uh, can you move the mouse there Paul oh I'm sorry um we're currently at 
302, 303, 304. Okay. I got to catch up. All right. I, I'm only, I'm maybe five seconds behind. It's not that bad. Okay, so we've, this is the scene, if I'm where you guys are, where the wife leaves, okay? She escalated she's down. him alone with Danny, his son. Are they at school yet? Yeah, he's heading over there. He's, he, he has a little uh, toe-ho, toe a little toe-head. <laughs> What's the word for kids? Yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, a rough rat. He's a rough rat. He's a rug rat. So when they rough start in. driving... Yeah, they're driving. Play the audio because... He's play the an audio. idiot. Did he say the kid was an Is idiot? Uh, no, no, but she's coming home on Sunday. How many days until Sunday? How come the kid does everything? But the thing is, he goes, Jean Claude's not my friend anymore. He is an idiot. (laughs) We just caught the tail end of that part. I like how the Jeff Goldblum's kid does not sound like Jeff Goldblum. Jean Claude, he was an idiot. You see, I wasn't in a child seat, and that was perfectly cool. Yeah, that's cool back in the late 80s. They liked that. That's right. We were. We had baby on board signs. That's all you needed. You didn't need, like, seatbelts and stuff like that. Okay, so now we're learning he's a good dad. See how they're watching a movie together? Oh, yeah. That's like that happens in real life. He's a fun dad. It's not fucking Aladdin or Lion King. How did that happen? Well, oh, those movies movie came on afterwards. It means something to the bigger movie, the director saying something, but I can't figure out what it is from that show. What, what do you, what what's your opinion about television scenes shown in movies? Like, do you really believe that Betty Boop cartoons are showing sometime during the 24 hours of the day? I, I just saw I the Wedding Crashers saying. and they were watching Betty Boop cartoons. And I'm like, whoa, what channel is that? PBS? What yeah, channel is really? showing fucking Betty Boop cartoons? Maybe they're Chromecasting. Yeah, uh, maybe they got that three hour uh, uh, cartoon video. Well, the, the thing is, the um, TV shows in movies sometimes, you know, it's like ridiculous how they just are there to support the plot. Like, yeah. the movie's called. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. And then you see, no, that's a real movie, though. Like, uh, the movie's like, we're launching the shuttle. So the guy comes home, turns on the news, shuttle launch. <laughs> you know? It's oh. so obvious so many times. You, well, I know, you know, I'm a news, I've am ai been a newscaster for years. And what we do mm-hmm. is we do this for movie characters is that we're silent until we bring up the crime story that they're involved with. So we sit there on uh-huh. air and we go. In other news, a uh, bank was robbed today, and there was two casualties, one believed to be Hyvi Cartel's brother. More details as we go. <laughs> you know, He's in the cartel. It, oh, the, the Harvey cartel. Okay, I'm going to give you... He's in the cartel. I'm giving you complete silence on that one, all right? <laughs> okay, are we meeting Legrand now? Are you in the office of... The yeah, 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 he's spinning out. He's, uh, now, this is, these are men, Carl. Young Mike yeah. and old Mike can agree on this movie. About what oh. it means to be a man. Okay. Young Mike saw so, this movie in '89 and said, "Yes, this is what life's about." And now old Mike agrees. It's not. Oh, funny. you refer to the bush shot. That's coming up. Uh, no, 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 no. Look, this guy, Lamonge, or whoever the yeah. the producer, Lagrange, yeah. and Jeff Goldblum. They're men of a Smug certain Jeff age. Jeff Goldblum. He's called Smug Jeff Goldblum. He, but he's. They're men of a certain age. Dexter Fletcher, yeah. who shows up, the director. They're all men of yeah. a certain age, and this movie is about being an empty vessel. And it's about what's what what's your life like? Next thing you know, you're not young anymore. Right? 
Peter Pan, uh, we are old. Well, he's reading well, the Peter Pan book. He's reading the line from Peter Pan right now. Okay, here we go. Um, that's about the tragedy of growing up, so maybe you're right. Listen, I know a place in Lausanne. It's peaceful. Now Jeff Goldblum is smugly telling the producer you should take a vacation. You think he's smug, huh? You can't stand the guy. Oh, turn it on, turn it on, check it out. Dan, uh, you really... I, originally uh, from Ohio. Uh, you might have read that in a magazine, which is true. You know, a lot of folks make up their names and places and everything. But I am, I'm one of them farm boys. <laughs> and I had an uncle who was a little... Little off, little off. Oh yeah, knocked down by Harley one day, and uh, Harley Davidson. Oh, I hit him, shook anybody. Going over a kid, wise guy, going about 75 miles an hour, and threw him inside of a cement plant. But uh, shook him a little, you know. <laughs> well, my uncle Willard had this uh, used pet shop. It was uh, for used pets, and um, yeah, there's always something wrong with them, you know. And uh, so a guy came in one day and he said, uh, "How much is the doggy in the window?" That doggy out there in front. That dog run you a dollar. A dollar for a dog? Isn't that a little unusual? No. I don't know whether you noticed or not. He ain't got no claws on his right paw. Sort of a conversation piece. <laughs> yes, no, I wouldn't want that. What the devil's that over there? Oh, that's an owl. I can give you him for 375. But you wouldn't know it. He ain't got no feathers on his body. I got him down Biloxi and there was a storm come up or something. Blew all his feathers off. And uh, I've got purple feathers and chartreuse, and what you can do is put a little slick them on his belly and paste them on there, you know, and put him there in the parlor, and <laughs> well, it's a conversation piece like a dog. <laughs> yeah, I see. Oh, listen, incidentally, don't put your finger in that bowl. No, the reason I, oh, took your finger off, didn't it? <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's a funny thing. You never have to feed that fish nothing. There's always some clown like yourself putting his finger in the bowl. <laughs> took it right off, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I bet that's smart, don't it? Mm, that's a pronya. Them things hit anything, hit anything. <laughs> got him in the Amazon River. I never got it. Some guy dropped off here one day <laughs> over the beach out. Listen, I'll tell you what I can do. Um, I can give you that kangaroo over there for ten and a half. Come all the way from Australia. Most of them do. Uh, I got him as far as Muncie, and he fell off a flat car and broke his tail. Now, you know, most of them sit back there on their tails like this. But this one, you got to lean him again some. <laughs> oh, I don't believe I'd want that. I guess not. Listen, I've got a bull constrictor here. It's pregnant. I can give you that, and uh, dead white rats free. You want to see it? I'll let it out here. Oh, careful. Oh, Lord. Ball, come in here. That snake up and swallowed another customer.
on down. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Where are you going, my beautiful friend? Is this the road that we take till the end? And if we break down, are we left behind? Is this the highway of all mankind? Axis spins all round and round. We go. Where we're going, no one really knows. Here we, here we, here we, here we go. Feel the fire, way down below. Get up and clean your teeth and have a shave. It's 1 a.m. Let's go out to a rave. One more in before we hit that grave. It's harder than a microwave. Wave. Come on, Special K. 
What's the health department got to say? Don't smoke more than 50 fags a day. So have you ever asked yourself? Remember your name 
masturbation. 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 A lot of people are turned off by masturbation. Jokes, particularly. They don't want to hear about that. Why? Some of the greatest people in the world. Example, Sir Edmund Hillary. Sir Edmund Hillary was the first man to climb Mount Everest. But when Sir Edmund was a precocious 11, his mother came in the room, caught him in the act. She couldn't believe it. She said, Sir Edmund, why are you doing that? And he said, because it was there. The first person I knew to masturbate was Eddie LeCarrie. He used to tell us how he would go home and masturbate while he watched American Bandstand. While Dick Clark was saying, how do you rate this record, Denise? How do you rate this, Denise? You gave it 100, Denise? Dance to this, Denise. <laughs> women in numbers do not masturbate as much as men. There's a lot of women that do it more than any man, but there's a lot of women who are basically romanticists and they don't feel right unless there's somebody else there. I have an invention for these women. A vibrator that talks. <laughs> could have a little recording device in there, you know? I love you. Nobody does it like you. Could have, thank you, could have a special kind, special kind for married women. After it was over, it would fall asleep, you know? <laughs> Single girls, when it was over, would get up, raid the refrigerator, and go home. I'll call you tomorrow. Okay, I'll stop talking about uh, masturbation. Get into something else. Nocturnal emissions. Now, see, that might be, that might be a little difficult for some of the ladies here to relate to. But that's a wild feeling, because unlike any sexual experience, you don't really know what's going on. See, you're like 12 years old, you wake up in the middle of the night. What the hell was that? I gotta remember what I was dreaming about. something else. Mothers like nocturnal Mothers. Because for the first time, their sons make their own beds. 
Black Plastic
pleasantly enough in the railroad station at Geneva, Switzerland. A young man bids goodbye to his family, a happy family, and to his fiancée as he leaves for the University of Ingolstadt. Make us proud of you, Victor. If you're to be a doctor, then be the best. I'll try, Father. Farewell. Remember, 
our love goes with you. Goodbye, mother. And you, William, my dear brother. As for you, Elizabeth, my dearest. I know. Words can't express our feelings for each other. I'll be looking forward to your vacations. And someday... Yes. Someday, we'll be man and wife. Hurry, hurry, my son. The train is leaving. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Goodbye Victor. Boy. Goodbye, my dear. On the train, the young Frankenstein met up with his boyhood friend, Henry Clerval, who was on his way to another university beyond Ingolstadt. I wish our destinations were the same, Victor. I do too, Henry. But then I've never excelled at mathematics as you have. <laughs> and I've had no feeling for medicine. But let's never lose contact with each other. Never. I promise. As their friendship was bonded, Neither young man had the slightest suspicion of the terrible events destined for them. One day in the laboratory at the University of Ingolstadt, the seed of dreadful inspiration was innocently planted in Frankenstein's mind by Professor Waldman. Now I will put exactly three drops of the catalyst into the acid. One. Two. Ready, Frankenstein? Yes, Professor. And the final drop. Three. Observe the reaction of the acid to the catalyst. My dear Frankenstein, you are seeing one of the basic elements of life itself. It's astounding. It's promising at any rate. Perhaps next year, perhaps a hundred years from now, Man will have discovered some other elements which create life. And then, then he will be able to manufacture creatures in his own image which will do whatever he demands of them. That night, Victor Frankenstein made the first entry into what was to become the account of a man's by his own creation. As Professor Waldman spoke, I felt as if my soul were grappling with a palpable enemy. And now, my mind is filled with one thought, one conception, one purpose. So much has been done, but more, far more, will I achieve. I shall go beyond these experiments. I will explore unknown powers and unfold the deepest mysteries of creation. Thus, Frankenstein decided his own horrible destiny. And as the months passed, his studies brought him closer to his ghastly discovery. One of the phenomena which peculiarly attracts me is the structure of the human frame, and indeed anything imbued with life itself. But to examine the causes of life, 
I must first have recourse to death. I must observe the natural decay and corruption of the human body. ぜひお会いしなければなりません。あの人に話さなければなりません。早く家へ帰ってこなければなりません。本当だということを認めなければなりません。欲しいです。行きたくありません。アイスクリームが欲しいです。アイスクリームが食べたいです。この映画は見たいですか？アイスクリームが食べたいです。この映画は見たいですか？ アイスクリームが食べたいです。この映画は見たいですか？第33課。ちょっとお尋ねいたしますが、この町の名前は何と言いますか？東京までどのくらいありますか？ ここから東京まで何キロありますかここから10キロですここから20キロですここから東京までどう行きますかこの道をおいでなさいこの番地へどう行くのか教えてください ここへどう行くのか教えてください。この通りの名前は何と言いますか？銀座通りはどこですか？ここから遠いですか？ここから近いですか？右へ山頂です。
flap like plastic. Uni Radio. Dot FM.
Chile verde me pediste, Chile verde te daré. Vámonos para la huerta, y allá te lo cortaré. Al uno le pone cuerno y al otro los pitoncitos. La mula que yo monté la montó y mi compadre. Eso a mí no me importa, pues yo la monte primero. Sin la noche que me casé, no pude dormirme un rato. Por estar toda la voz. Ándale, suba, suba, suba. Anda. Noche. Corriendo detrás de un gato. por tu balcón yo no he visto gato prieto con sombrero y pantalón Nicolás Fernández de Moratín 1737-1780 was a poet and dramatist. The epigram given here is a humorous commentary on the difficulty of learning a foreign language. Epigram. A Portuguese was astonished to see that in their tender childhood, all the young children of France could speak French. It's black magic, he said, twisting his mustache. For in order to speak French, a gentleman in Portugal reaches old age and speaks it badly. And here, a child speaks it fluently. Epigrama. Admirose un portugués de ver que en su tierna infancia todos los niños de Francia supiesen hablar francés. Arte diabólica es, dijo torciendo el mostacho, 
Pues para hablar en gabacho, un hidalgo en Portugal llega a viejo y lo habla mal. Y aquí lo parla un muchacho. Tomás de Iriarte, 1750-1791, wrote 76 fábulas literarias, literary fables, which contain advice for and criticism of his fellow authors. The Ass and the Flute is one of his most popular poems. The Ass and the Flute. This little fable heard, it good or ill may be, but it has just occurred thus accidentally. Passing my abode, some fields adjoining me, a big ass on his road came accidentally and laid upon the spot a flute he chanced to see. A shepherd had forgot there accidentally. The animal, in front to scan it nigh came he, and snuffing loud as won't blew accidentally. The air it chanced around the pipe went passing free, and thus the flute a sound gave accidentally. Oh then, exclaimed the ass, I know to play it fine. And who forbade shall class this music asinine? Without the rules of art, even asses, we agree, may once succeed in part, thus, accidentally.
sing around the table. You know, Robin's a friend, Robin's a friend, Robin's a friend, and they throw the roast beef up in the air. You, you know, you've seen them. Heavy goblets and going at the juice hard. Because they're poor, you know, anybody's poor juices it. And um, it bugs them, you know. So uh, suddenly through the forest, uh, they hear the sound of horns, you know. Dun, 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 dun. It's the king's men, a group of horny men. Well, I hope I didn't, uh, you know. Oh, let's face it, friends. You know, when you're working for the government, you get horny. And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, they come through, and they've got sort of these sheet metal things on it. sort of a riding sheet metal shop is what it is. And they're riding along, you know. And uh, suddenly these cats swing out of the trees, and their little arrows bouncing off the sheet metal, and they stab a couple of them. Ah, get off me. And uh, somebody invented gunpowder. And, uh, but they didn't get it. So then little John, they meet after they get all these guys on the ground. And little John comes over to Robin and he says, Robin, Robin, Princess Mary Louise always is over in the castle. And he's uh, crazy. So um, they throw all the beef into the fireplace and, you know, stomp it out because Smokey the Bear doesn't dig fires. And they jump on this horse and, and it's a borrowed horse. And uh, Robin's on there with about six other guys, so you can imagine how the horse is, you know, kind of bent down, skids in there. So Robin looks up and he sees Princess Mary Louise Louise in this great castle, man. It's too much, great big thing. It's paper mache, but the kids don't know that, you know, they're eating their Clark bars there, you know. Oh, boy, that. <laughs> and I'm way in the back row and I'm waiting for the princess to come out. And uh, she does, she comes out in sort of this dirty gray muslin dress, you know, and sneakers kind of turned inboard. And uh, Robin's been in the forest a little long, though, and he checks her over a big bit. And not too much, you know, long braids, sort of a naughty kid. And not too much upstairs, but from here on down, gangbusters. And uh, he's got a little rope, and he, and a rehabilitation back in camp. So uh, scurries up there and they kiss and hold on real good. <laughs> a lot of it has to be cut for the kids because they get bored, you know, but the adults, they get mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, she goes in and sits in her little powder room there and makes up and everything and they talk and Robin says uh, that he's been in the forest and everything and she knows that. And uh, <laughs> suddenly through a heavy door, oh, it's about that thick, give or take a couple inches, is, swings open and in comes the black knight who is a bad cat he's all you know iron bent plumes and everything he says you're robin of sherwood and everybody you know boo now they don't dig him and uh i see i've been waiting for you he whips out this little sword which isn't too good you know he made it himself and, but it's got phony little jelly beans in it for jewels you know they go at it and out on the terrace and jumping over things, you know, and statues and everything. He misses him a couple of times. But finally, he gets the Black Knight in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> we don't have to telegraph where it would be, but, oh yeah, sort of a can opener effect. And, and he falls into this dry moat, which is just full of dead catfish and everything, you know, slimy turtles and everything, you know. And so Robin says, good luck to you, that'll teach you, Daddy. <laughs> See, it's sort of a hip version of Robin. And uh, 
So by this time, her dad comes in, who looks like H.B. Warner after a tornado, you know, he's a bright wig and a little tiny crown, which is fake. And he's got these flowing robes, the ermine tails, live ermines, too, keeps him moving, you know. <laughs> and, uh, my son, thank you. He mumbles his part, he's only getting 87.50 for the whole thing. <laughs> And uh, Robin kisses his hand, because that's what they did in those days, you know, both hands sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, she says, oh, I'm so thankful they kiss again. And, uh, it's a bad scene. And um, then Robin steps back, you know, because he recognizes authority when he sees it. Pulls out the sword again. <laughs> to your liege, the rightful heir to the throne. Oh, gee. <laughs> Just the two. 
silver moon carriage across the fog to step to lamp light cellar tune the laughs come hard in dawning the glass was raised to fire and rose the fullness of the wine the dim last toast He's got those broad dads in his sack, honey. Mmm, baby mine. Well, what you gonna do when the well runs dry, honey? What you gonna do when the well runs dry, baby? What you gonna do when the well runs dry? We'll watch those broad dads lay around and die, honey. Look at that crawdad strutting around, honey. 
Look at that crowd that's strutting around, baby. Look at that crowd that's strutting around. Well, he's the mayor of Crawdad Town, honey. Mmm, baby mine. Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Chromatic Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior that drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Making big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good feeling. I am a total fun with a Henry, yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Let's watch. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventurous next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage. at stories to swap art to ogle purchase and people to meet everyone is of course invited to bring the whole family admission is free but bring a few bucks for food bevies a raffle and cool stuff from vendors on friday october 4th san francisco celebrating the arrival of the baton in california at moto guild on treasure island from 6 30 to 9 30 p.m come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them for more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle related tidbits join the dames don't care motorcycle collective on facebook for lots of info on the relay visit womenridersworldrelay.com hope to see you there at moto guild on friday october 4th with dames don't care Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and my 